and I will be helping to facilitate the agenda for today, for this evening. So I'm glad to see all of you. Just to give you an overview of, of how we're going to uh, proceed with this is on day one, which is this evening, we want to put the college into context by highlighting what makes TOCC unique from other colleges. And on day two, we will focus on strategies um, and some exemplary instructors who use who, who use these strategies to meet the mission and vision of our college. But before we go any further, I'd like to introduce uh, Paul Robertson, the um, president of Donatham Community College, uh, what we call Skukuramashkimakut. And Paul is going to provide the welcome address for us this evening. Paul? Yes, um, I'm pleased to do that. I, I thought there was gonna be a blessing first. Okay, I'll get going. I'm ready. Skukudnik. Bontukik Paul Robertson, president of Donna Autumn Community College since January of 2016. And uh, I wanna thank all of you who are in attendance tonight at this orientation. I know that uh, people have worked hard to develop it. And uh, some of you have been here quite a while and yet so have I, and that doesn't mean we can't get oriented. <laughs> There's a lot more orientation to do uh, throughout our lives, I imagine. Um, my background uh, in my academic and uh, now administrative career spans uh, several tribal colleges, including uh, Oglala Lakota College, St. University on Rosebud Reservation, Little Priest Tribal College, Winnebago, and of course, Donna Autumn Community College. Over a period of around, dare I say it, 40 years, a long time, a lot of changes have taken place during that time. I, uh, I wanna say that uh, we're all standing on the shoulders, as they always say, you know, we're standing on the shoulders of giants, of the people who blazed the path, who created tribal colleges in the first place, who saw the need, stepped up, joined the struggle, did the work, got the funds together and uh, created institutions that are unlike any others in this continent. There are 37 of them now. We know going back to 1968, the first fully controlled, tribally controlled college was Diné. 53 years ago, Oglala Lakota College, close behind it, Sinteglashka, 50 years ago. So they've got 50 years, that's still young in terms of a college. And in 1998, Don Autumn Community College was covered by the Don Autumn Nation. And so it's important to recognize that one piece about tribal colleges. They are part and parcel of the struggles of tribal nations in order to uh, regain control, to exert their self-determination, to uh, use their sovereignty in order to move forward. And tribal colleges are an important part of that. Tribal colleges that we are fortunate to serve in have an important dual mission, not only to provide education in terms of the mainstream model, but also to, uh, to promulgate, to uh, defend, to support, to uh, push 
for uh, strengthening uh, tribal cultures and tradition. Part of our own mission at Donna Autumn Community College states, we'll provide quality education to strengthen the Himaduck. So it's a key thing and being part of a tribal college is different from being part of any other college. That doesn't make, I'm not making a value judgment, just stating a fact. And so I think it's important uh, that for all of us who work with tribal colleges to situate ourselves within the stream of that history, that history of struggle of indigenous people on this in this hemisphere in order to uh, retake that which has been unjustly taken away by the forces of colonization and systemic racism and white supremacy. So uh, we, that's, that's really a big charge and that's part of the charge to us to try to understand and place our, understand that context, place ourselves within it and to establish what our role is. That's a challenge to each and every one of us. I, uh, they only put me down for five minutes, but as the president, I'm gonna ask for a couple extra minutes. <laughs> okay. I, I mentioned anyway, some of the dates of the first tribal colleges and uh, going back, you know, to 68 and then in the 70s, and now we're up to 37 tribal colleges, maybe 38 if San Carlos is able to bud off from us and become its own standalone. Back in the 60s and 70s, a lot of you are too young to know what was going on back there unless you read books about it. But there was a lot of ferment around the country. I remember when in the 60s, in colleges nationwide, the top program of interest for students was anthropology. Can you believe it? Anthropology and sociology, not business, not IT. They didn't have IT much then, but anyway, but it was because people were looking to understand the world and to change it. And uh, those streams of consciousness and activity uh, amongst various groups of people also uh, were taking place in Indian country, Indian country being a term, a federally recognized term for the 574 or so uh, federally recognized tribal nations. So anyway, during that time, there was a groups of visionary people from different indigenous territories who came together and said, we should have tribal colleges. We should have the right to control the institutions that are regulating our behavior. So they pushed and they uh, pushed through a series of legislation. One of them was a really important one in 1975 the Indian Education and Self-Determination and Indian Education Act in 1975 allowed tribes to uh, contract services so they could gain some modicum of control over those services that were influencing their lives. Then in 1978, of course, uh, Indian Child Welfare Act came down. That was a really important one where people are struggling to gain control over the destiny of their children and then uh, at the same time, in 1978, there was uh, PL 95-471, which is the Tribal and Community College Act, without which many of the tribal colleges, except for those first few, might not exist because they do uh, provide a source of funds for us that we, have, uh, that we are fortunate enough to be able to get every year as part of an allocation that's channeled down through the BIE. Anyway, uh, I guess I just want to make the point that none of those changes that did occur that make tribal colleges and these other enterprises where people are asserting their sovereignty made that possible was the struggle of many native people in order to do that. And uh, I think that should not be a, a, a surprise to any of us. 
And just to kind of go back and quote uh, Frederick Douglass, power concedes nothing without a demand. It never did and it never will. So we have to recognize that we are also embedded in that stream of history and that we have a role to play in terms of assisting folks reclaim that which has been unlawfully taken from them by the colonial system. Language, culture, land, history itself. Um, I do want to uh, lighten up a little bit, <laughs> but I think it's very important to, anyway to emphasize uh, these points. I just wanted to take the opportunity to do that. Think about this world that we're living in now where you've got anti-Asian racism rampant and of course the terrible stuff that happened last week there in Atlanta, Georgia. Six women of Asian descent gunned down. And then of course uh, the uh, terrible things that have happened which are elements of systemic racism to people like George Floyd and Ahmed Arbery things of that nature. So there's been a lot of terrible uh, examples of oppression that have come to light and people are struggling against them. At the same time, there are certain things, where certain changes that are being made that are clearly good. And, uh, and they, it's, a, it's kind of a seesaw back and forth. Deb Holland, for example, sworn in as a Secretary of Interior, made a real point of wearing a special dress uh, to telegraph to the world uh, what was happening, the first native person ever sitting uh, in a cabinet office of the United States government. And from that, uh, native peoples and others are really looking forward to a sea change where it comes to protecting the land and the environment. And that's a very exciting uh, proposition that's there. So I guess what I want to say is, um, I better cut it short. Wana will be getting after me. No. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, uh, I just wanted to take this opportunity. I think we need to calibrate ourselves to try to understand uh, where do we stand in this uh, flow of history? Who has gone before us? What have they done? How is it possible that we are in the situations that we are in today? And we should never take it for granted. And we should be thankful uh, to those who have gone before and created this possibility where people otherwise deprived can get an education close to their homelands, an education that is valuable that is uh, credible, recognized by the Higher Learning Commission, for example, but also different insofar as that it, it helps us promulgate uh, tribal history, culture, tradition, and language. I, uh, I just wanna say that uh, we should have some discussions about these matters, but I think frequently, you know, we're just swept along in the stream of history and we don't stop and take a breather and look around and try to interrogate why it is that we're in the situation that we're in. And I just wanna challenge all the faculty and everyone really to think about that as we go forward. And I wanna thank uh, the Himadoc Committee for giving me the opportunity to do this welcome today. And I wish you all a very warm welcome. Thank you, Paul. We appreciate your comments and your welcome address to all of the faculty and the visitors and the staff that are here. We appreciate your um, willingness to provide that for us this evening. Um, my name is Anselmo Ramon, and bandoche atam kachmach inyaga, but Jim Stevens Ramon 
my parents are Jim Stevens Ramon, who is from Big Fields, the little community that I am from, that my dad is from. And my mom, Angelita Garcia Ramon, is from Pisimoa on the west, western end of the Don Autumn Nation. And I'm um, growing up, you know, they spoke Autumn. And um, to me, the whole world exists in Autumn language and nothing else because I never heard anything else. But as a youngster riding the bus, um, I'm going to step away, from, I'm going to move away from, from my screen and I want you to look at the the image that I have behind me and, and see if you see anything there. I'll, I'll just give you a minute to take a look at that. And that I used to see all, every day on the way home on the bus, especially in the, in, the, in the late afternoon, evening, as we went home from Big Fields. This, this mountain range is located just on, if you're passing down Autumn uh, Healthcare on your way to Bashes, right before the bridge, that's what's called Big Fields Road. And when you go west on there, that's a little bit, there's a place called Johnson Ranch, and then just to the right is that uh, mountain range. And behind that range is 86 going from east. And um, there is an image there, and I titled that Looking to the Future. And it goes very well with what, what Paul just explained. So what I'm going to do now is ask for the hoi in autumn. That's the blessing for this evening's meeting and include what Paul has said and what my comments were, but also just to do um, the hoi to start this meeting as we do in autumn. And I'll say it in autumn and then translate it into English. um, Mataboya, Lupoya, Maga, Koygeta, Kamoya, or my Gukida, Metamwetaboya, Nakum, Mataboy, the Wilmach, and Archimabak, but her womb took him. Mum, I saw walk, I each made a gang, um, and Scott Kamawa, Kamumach, come, Belshay, Apple Huggy, Trobupoche, but how much Mataboya, Itinia, Eda, Matos Journey get the dwarge at Mataboy womb. my mark, I hide you, touch him at the my womb, my um, yet much my good, the my womb, the my hide you, my the gorge, my bob chewy cookie, hook you a goat and bob cage, but stacha either, cooker a mushmaker, the my womb, the cotton, and see sappy womb, my woo, shooking at the boy, a burger tapir, come on, pie chip or here, pie chip or chip, pie chip or my kaicho, the gorge, my boy, see sappy womb, touch him, was it shot them. Our Creator, we thank you for um, 
this evening. We thank you that we are here gathered together with the people that work for the Thana Anthem Community College, for the instructors and all the staff that are here. We ask for your guidance in these discussions and the sharing of information regarding Anthem Pimitha. We ask you to um, also protect those that are being attacked, the Asian community and all communities of color that are facing this discrimination and this harm by a group of people that is not right. And we stand in solidarity with them because we support all of them. We support all the people that come to us for an education. We support all of our individuals and our persons and their families and their children who look to us um, for education, but look to us for guidance in their future so they may earn their degrees and their certificates and move on to a better work or a better um, job that they might be interested. But first and foremost, as our mission has stated, that we want to be the premier institution for the Thonautham people and to provide them with the with the solid foundation of understanding what Thamhimadak uh, is for each individual, but for all of those who work here and instruct our students so that we we are implementing the college into the Himadak and that we are the center of that universe. And we are here to promote that and to provide that in, a, in another direction. And as was stated, um, we all need to be reorientated time and time again. And so it's time for us to take another look at our work here at Don Altham Community College and how it relates to Altham Himadak. How I I want to introduce um, Andrea Ramon and Diana Williams for the next portion of this um, session. Andrea. Diana. I, I, I didn't see if you turned on your screen, but yes, I'm here too. Hi everyone. <laughs> Okay, so um, Andrea and I were able to put together the Padlet and I hope you all had an opportunity to play with this engaging introductory tool. Um, this was just a way that we could capture and get to know all of us as faculty and staff and being a part of the Tanatham Community College. And um, just from looking at the map, it was just amazing to see how many faculty are just from so many different parts of the world. And so um, did we wanna share the screen, Andrea? Okay. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. All right. All right. I'm going to adjust it so we can hopefully see everyone. All right, go ahead, Andrea. I took care of the tech part. Okay, so you want me to keep talking? Okay, got it. All right, so just based off of looking at the map, what I really liked about um, the introductions is that we could actually see the faces of where um, faculty are located or where their, their family origin is at. And then I'm not sure if everyone took advantage of maybe doing a video recording. So if you weren't able to um, upload your picture. There was just other options so you can engage with the tool. But we have um, faculty from Ireland, um, Switzerland, or origin. Oops, I didn't mean to do that. Um, just different parts of Europe. We have a faculty from Africa. 
And we have faculty there that are also, I guess you could say we're all kind of West Coast bound. And then a little bit from the Midwest, but no faculty from the East Coast. Um, I think what stood out to me was just, just the diversity and just reading the various backgrounds of everyone. So if you haven't had a moment to go in and just to click and either listen to the audios or um, watch the videos, I invite you to just get more familiar with the people that you're working with, even in this virtual space. I don't know. And also, um, those of you that did post, but didn't put your name in there, please do so. Um, thank you for those of you that inserted a photo and, uh, but then there's no name. And um, I don't know everybody and I'm sure not everybody knows each other. So please put in your name uh, and as well as um, a little bit about yourself because I also noticed that um, some people didn't follow the instructions teachers <laughs> so um please do so this is uh this was the best way that we knew how to um in the time given uh, because definitely we want to give time to the hymn committee and the board of trustees to introduce themselves but this gives you an opportunity to get to know uh, others a little bit more um, and what you share of yourselves. And um, some of us may be really self-conscious about taking a picture, a photo of yourself. Um, I, I am, I'm, I was outside. I was, uh, I don't want to do this. Uh, but as a teacher, if I expect my students to do something, then I should be the example, correct? So that's, um, that was my reasoning for, even though I, was, I felt weird doing it. And, um, but then too, this is how we get to know each other. And one of the things that um, really quick, I tell my students, and I've shared this with other people, how at the first day of class, uh, we are, we're not going in like this and we don't go in like this. <laughs> we see each other and that's how we get to know each other and get acquainted with each other. So um, thank you for those of you that uh, participated and, um, uh, and if you have not done so yet, uh, please do so. Um, we can leave this up temporarily um, until everybody has a chance to to do to look at it review it and then take it down and then also if you're interested in using this tool in your class you're welcome to ask myself or andrea how to get a padlet account it's free but it i found it to be really engaging not just as a faculty but something i want to use in the future as well mm -hmm. like shana so uh, now we can um, have, if we could have the HIMDA committee introduce themselves and then the um, board of trustees. Would you like me to stop screen sharing? How?
I introduced myself as Anselmo Ramon. I, like I said, I'm the chair of academic programs and workforce and community development. And I started again with the um, Don Altham Community College in July of this past year and was previously here in 2002. And I am a member of the HIMDEP committee. Uh, my name is Juana Jose. I have been at the college since it was instituted back in 1998. Uh, I've been in and out in various uh, capacities. I was uh, born at home on the uh, on the Nation. Um, if uh, you kind of imagine, or if you're on. Uh, if you're on campus and you look uh, sort of north, northwest, there's a range of mountains and right behind the mountains is where my community, my village is. And that's where I was born and raised. But since then have um, been educated uh, in different parts of the country. And, uh, and I'm now back and have been back at the college, like I say, for, for a long time. And I will really would like to um, see the information in regards to our faculty, because that has been my concern, is that um, faculty are, are hired from the outside. Uh, I certainly don't know everyone. Um, we see them at meetings, we talk, we talk, but we never realize, you know, what a world view we have at, um, at the college and what we can provide to our students, what students can learn uh, just from our, our histories. And the same for the faculty is knowing where, you know, the students come from. So thank you to Andrea and, um, and uh, Diana for for the work that they put into this, and I think we definitely need to take a as a group take a look at it and get to know uh, our faculty uh, much better, a little bit better. Thank you. And other committee members. Gaktash, this is um, Sylvia Hendricks. Uh, welcome all to faculty and. So glad to see you, the ones that I can see on the screen. Um, I have been with the college uh, since 2007. I, I am now, uh, I serve as the Director of Student Life. I oversee the um, security, residence life, uh, athletics, and also the food program. And um, I put more information on the on the big map. I didn't put a picture because I don't like to take pictures, but I put up information on the map, uh, you know, that you that I I'm sharing with everyone. So I hope you you take a look at that. Oh, but again, good, good evening and thank you mm -hmm. for being here. Mm -hmm. My name is Camilus Lopez, and I am I am um, hired under the science uh, grant. Um, 
and uh, we and in my position there is the uh, um, senior cultural mentor. That's what they, they call me. But um, also involved in other stuff, and I'm also um, involved in the Hymn Committee, so I'm also here for that as well. Um, from Santa Rosa, I live in Onigam now with my wife, uh, Mary Hisosita um, Lopez. So, to go dig. I co-director of the Autumn Language Center. I'm from village of Guaida, Big Fields, um, same village that Anselmo mentioned. Um, I've been at the college for since uh, 20 years, probably started as an adjunct teaching language and culture history. And along the way have done other jobs with the college and then finally now with as director of the Autumn Language Center. And, uh, I grew up, lived and grew up in Kukuaida, Big Fields on the nation you know, all my life, except for four years, which I spent in boarding school in Brigham City, Utah. Um, and I'm also a member of the HIMDAC committee. Mm -hmm. Yogi. This is Alberta Espinosa. Uh, my maiden name is Juan. I am your counselor here at TOCC. I'm glad to see all your beautiful faces today, this evening. Um, I in San Isidro, but I, when our family came here in 1974 from Pasadena, California, I rode that same bus Anselmo Road to Big Fields. That's where we stayed at with our great grandparents. And um, so uh, I remember those warm rides in that school bus and kids jumping all over the place. And it was a new experience for me because I always walked to school in Pasadena and coming to the nation, it was really a culture shock because um, uh, it was a new experience riding the bus. And then I also saw uh, brown people like myself and uh, getting used to um, the way things were done here. So I really enjoyed my role here as a community member. And I also um, really enjoyed my position here as your counselor. So thank you for being here. Thank you. 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 Kugach, which is uh, the mound that you see on the flyer the actual fire that the mountain in the background that looks like a person sitting. Uh, my village is just right, um, a little bit uh, underneath that mountain. 
And um, we call that mountain Manjusuma, uh, which is another name for our creator, Ipa. And um, I've been with the college for 20 years. Um, I'm one of the co-directors uh, for the Autumn Language Center, uh, which is fairly a new program. I didn't get it, Mom. Previous to that, um, I have worked uh, with the College as the Director of Admissions and Records. And I'm just glad to be part of uh, the HIMDA committee. Thank you. Mm -hmm. My name is uh, Pauline uh, Garcia Nasi Waitiwa. I've been with uh, TOCC since uh, November of 2011. And I've been a part of the committee since we're at the West Campus. Um, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll do it. I'll do it. Onion of Chigik Elizabeth. Um, my other name is Ophelia Zapita, so I know I've emailed people and they get confused. I always have to put that out there. Um, I'm the librarian and I'm a member of the HIMDOC committee and I think I've been with the college for three years. I don't know. It's been a very action-packed three years. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm up. Go for Mateheke. Uh, at this time, then I would like to introduce uh, Jonas Robles, who is a member of the Board of Trustees. Jonas? Oh. How? Put them up. How? 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 Okay. Um. I'm a kid, Jonas Robles, um, Kia Kaitimurkama, Mopapaka, Santa Rosa, um, uh, Cockmere, Wilkman, the Damataya, uh, Oluma Gabark, um, Peter Monk, get that about up to it, up to it, and when Can others introduce themselves? We can start with Francis. Hello, good evening. I'm Frances Benavides. I work with the Thanatham Studies Program and have been with the college for a few months now. It's good to see everybody. Mm 
like Sha. Um, next slide, next group. <laughs> Francis. Okay, hi, this is Camilla. I mean, guys, that um, that uh, the college, yeah, uh, a long time was a dream that uh, had been talked about for many, many years prior to, and the Dene College started. Um, the the um, the um, the um, I think that's when the 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 juices were cooked. You know, that somebody else can do it, then we can do it. And we started to move. And as you know, that there are a lot of uh, things that um, have go into this. Uh, people, I think, assumed and that we would have something up in the next day. But when you that it's going to take a while. And then it went up to where um, it started to come come into um, fruition. And so, um, it, again, it's been a long time dream with me. And then we had, uh, we have our... Um, uh, resolutions that you received from the, I think Juana or um, Curtis had mail, emailed out those resolutions and, and the documents that uh, the charter that uh, started the college with the Mihi, all those had to be put in many, many meetings uh, to amend this and that um, and getting the right uh, timelines and all this. But uh, if when you look at a resolution, um, the whereas clauses are all the history what, what happened before that. And then after that, it says now therefore be resolved. And that is what's gonna happen because of that history. And it's very simple when you read the resolutions. The other part that you need to remember about resolutions is that um, the vote count. When you look at any resolution, you see the vote count and if it passed by how much, what kind of margin did it pass? And that's also, like I said, it's very important to know okay, how, um, how we started uh, this, this, and so I went to legislative council, uh, and they had to bring the charter as well. When you read the charter, it just says straight out uh, what the college is there for. And um, the somebody said, you know, that we're a prestigious college. Thou not the nation is a prestigious college because their definition of prestige was that if you have something that no one else has, if you can say that you have something that you teach that no one else does. So that's where the autumn comes in. So we're the only college that can do that uh, in the way that we're doing it. Pima Community College, uh, U of A can teach those things, but they're just classes, but not so much in you know, the Himdak. Uh, they're more anthropology, whereas we kind of hired uh, people to, that know the culture and started to teach. So again, those are the documents I think that um, they need to know uh, the the students at that time. Um, I think Mabaga um, that we've always said we're going to go out, and they'll go out and go to you know Tucson, Phoenix, um, Flagstaff to go to school and to learn all this stuff. And then one of the things that points out in the charter or in all the documents, the thing is that this is local. Mabaga Paul, when he was talking that um, that we needed something here. And so it started out and it's been many, many, many different uh, years of trying this and trying that. And again, uh, when you try something, 
you you don't uh, you don't stop there. You keep trying to improve until you get to the place where you need to be. But the dream again was to to start the college, and uh, now we're even helping other people uh, develop their their colleges. And you know, so and that's just the the way that we uh, we do things is to try to help others uh, to gather their strength. So again, the student learning uh, that um, sometimes you bring something and you try to ingrain it into the himadak, into the culture of wherever you're taking it. But uh, the way that the approach has been uh, from ever since, from what I'm hearing, is that the autumn culture is there and we need to put the college into it kind of like, it's not like uh, like the college uh, takes precedence. It's kind of the autumn human that, that should take precedence in, in the, the knowledge. And that's the main thing, the main thing that has been been talked about is that we've gotten away a little bit from that. We need to return to that and remember our charter, remember why, why we were put here and then go from there. So if there's any questions, um, um, to that, I don't think there's going to be many questions because again, you can read it, and if anywhere you can uh, ask questions about why this says this, but it's just really just straightforward. Um, it's elementary, I think. I got. Um, so I'll go ahead and turn it over to Pauline. That's why to and she'll do. Okay, maybe fine. before we do that. Um, uh, let me just add a little bit more and basically kind of saying the same thing that you have already said, Camillus, is that uh, the autumn back in, they started talking about this back in the probably the 1960s, the 1970s, when uh, the Thon Autumn nation started talking about a, a, a college, because at that time, there were really, the roads were not improved at that point. People on the nation did not really have uh, vehicles to travel uh, to, to Tucson or anywhere else for that matter. So they, um, it was very difficult for, for people that wanted to continue their education to, to, to get to school back and forth. For instance, to the university at that time, which was probably the only institution it close by, or unless you had to go away to either boarding school or to a college or a university far away from home. And the people, again, did not want to lose their children. They did not want to um, not be able to be there with the family. So this was why um, this has been a dream, a dream of the people for many years. And of course now, I mean, you can, uh, I guess, drive to Tucson from cells in what, 40 minutes or even less than that. And people have now have vehicles and so forth. But still to add on to the education part, the academic part, the people uh, in and um, the, the, the tribal council at that time just really felt strongly that, as Camillus mentioned already, we don't want to be just another educational institution, higher education. 
we want to be more than that. We want our college to be more than that. And that is to, to continue to pass on the culture of the people, the language, the, the history, the, um, the traditions, all the good things that help the autumn exist and live in the desert in the Southwest. So this has been the dream for many of our ancestors. Um, we had, I think the first tribal chair back in the late 1950s, I believe, Thomas Secundo, who was like 25 years old. He was elected to the as the chairman of the Thonatham Nation or the Papco tribe at that time. And he went on to the University of Chicago to become educated, to return and help the people. And that's how in a way, in a sense, higher education became a part of the dream of the people. So the, the people of the nation has established the college for a specific purpose, not only for the autumn to be proficient in the English language, to in the sciences, in the various academic fields, but also to be, continue to be good people, to be kind people, to be helpful people to be proud people. And that is really the challenge that each and every one of us have at the college. So this is what, you know, and I hope that a lot of you will be able to clarify, ask questions, uh, make comments, because we all can help each other. So Again, this is um, the, the wish of the people and it behooves us, each one of us at the college to do the best that we can to learn, to be able to carry on the, the not only the high level of academics, but also the, the, the wellness of the people, the culture of the people. So thank you. Anyone else before we go to the next one? Thank you. Okay, Pauline, and that's right to you. I will now um, go and do the next screen. And thank you, Camillus. So I think some of you from last year when we did this coming, you saw that I um, I kind of had a little breakdown when I kind of told you about my story and how it is that I never learned to speak the language. And for those of you just kind of bear with me, I had shared that I went to school in Tucson and I, from the area where I come from, uh, we live right on the boundary of the nation and Pima County. So we were going to school up in Tucson and um, at the time, 
uh, we were not allowed to speak any other language except English mm -hmm. in schools. And so there was a group of us that were outside playing uh, ball during recess. And I remember distinctly standing there and jumping up and down. One of the kids had hit a home run and I was sitting, standing there saying, Marty, 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 run, run, run. And I got caught. And so when I got caught for that, I was taken into the principal's office and I was given three swats for yelling and I didn't understand what was going on. But then that happened probably three different times throughout my years uh, there at that school. Uh, so at that time, it wasn't, it wasn't good for us. And so my parents at that time decided along with my grandparents that we probably should not be picking up the language because it would const we'd constantly be in trouble for it mm -hmm. if we did. So it was a hard thing for me to do when I got to graduate from high school, went to Pima College. Tony Chano was my instructor for the Ogham language. This first year it was offered there. And so I tried to pick up as much as I could. My tongue is not right. It doesn't work right. And I constantly talk to Camilla. Well, I constantly talk to different people about it and I get teased a lot, but I try very hard. So with that, I'm gonna go ahead and um, say um, my introduction in, in, in Autumn, the way I, the way my children are teaching me how to say it nowadays, because that's what's ended up happening, is that my young kids are um, learning it at school. And so then they're bringing it home and teaching me. And I'm learning a lot from this by just being on this committee also. So. Uh, bear with me as I try to say what I'm going to say here. Ani Abjudi Pauline Garcia Nasiwaitiwa. Kumo Amajud Garcia Strip Community. Jukshan. Nyaki Ab Ia Komchut Iwasik. Which basically is telling you that my name is Pauline and I do come from the Carson Garcia community of the Chukot district and I currently live here in the sales community and so with that I'm going to introduce our core and um, I've heard it so much and I understand a lot of it but I would also like to ask any one of the members who can help me throughout this time to feel free to jump in at any time um, the the Shoshan, our core, is basically our foundation. Um, with that, uh, I can talk about a foundation of a home, of a house. When you go and build a house, you want that foundation to be there, to hold up your walls, to hold up your buildings. And basically, that's kind of what it does with us. It, are, it is our, our core. Um, and that foundation. It uh, provides us with um, balance, uh, respect for ourselves, for our people and our culture. And um, we learn from it. We learn from each other and we learn to that respect. I know that within my community, one of my grandfathers 
strongest points was that we were to always respect our land, take care of our land, because that's all we have. Um, I often talk about bringing in trash. You're going to bring in the trash, be sure and take it out, because at the time we didn't have solid waste come in there and empty dumpsters or anything. So it was very important him. And there was such a large area around us that we needed to make sure that we took care of it. Um, the picture behind me is a uh, shows the um, mountain that's in my backyard. So it's a pretty big area and a good thing to take care of. Anybody else have anything to want to bring up about our beliefs or share anything before I go to the next one? Hmm. Go ahead. The apaduct, our well-being. Um, our well-being is our, our physical, spiritual, emotional, and mental part of us. Um, we hope for good things around us. We want good things around us. We want to be healthy for ourselves, um, for our children, and we want to be able to be here for our children's children. So we need to learn to take care of ourselves, be well within. Um, anybody else have anything to share with that one? Pauline? Mm -hmm. Hi, this is Alberta. I'd like to contribute to the Shosha um, regarding um, Iwumta. Um, in order to get to, you know, the Shoshan, our core, it's best to remember that, you know, um, before you can help others, you got to take care of yourself. I'm sure we've all had to travel at some point. And it's important that they tell you, you know, that if the, the masks drop down for oxygen, that you put yours on first and then you proceed to help someone else. Because if you proceed to help someone else without making sure that you have strength enough and enough to breathe and um, that you'll probably pass out or get exhausted from exertion. It can be easy in our role here because we work with a unique community um, to uh, give of yourself before you take care of yourself. So I would like to emphasize to uh, the Apduk is to please take time out and be kind to yourself and be able to be balanced and establish a balance in whatever that does for you. And treat yourself well, Treat be kind to yourself, treat yourself well. And then uh, the book Alida is uh, our deepest respect. You know, historically, we wouldn't have survived, we wouldn't have been here if it wasn't for the communal respect and the communal obligation that we recognize the strengths of every individual in the village and that we can't survive, we can't proceed, we can't move on 
until everybody has done their role successfully in that village, in that community. Mm-hmm. And if someone was left behind or if somebody um, uh, didn't have the strength enough, then we would all um, come in where it was necessary. So all these contribute to our, our Shoshan and then also Dang, and I, I lost my to be able to move forward and do the best work that you can for our students um, because that's fostering resilience in our students. And um, that's what our, our core is all about. Thank you. I think I'll also add a little bit more um, to that is that if, you know, if we feel good within ourselves, and like Alberta mentioned, then we, we can look at other people in a good way. Because if we don't, if, we, if we're not kind to ourselves, if we're not um, giving ourselves credit, then we're not able to share that credit or, or to look at the, good, the goodness of other people. So we have got to with the Shoshone, as, as mentioned, as you mentioned, Pauline and Alberta, if we are healthy within ourselves first, in a good way, then we can be looking at others in a helpful way. We're ready to help other people, just like we hope that they will be ready to help us. And really, that's what education is all about academics, whatever, um, you know, we learn from each other. We work together to be a better person. And that is really, really, again, it says right there, our core. Trosha of the autumn. And that is what, again, I believe is present in the college as I do hear it on and off but we just need to always remember that, is that we are very learned in our fields of study, but we also have to be very learned within ourselves, who we are, what we can provide, what we can give, what we can receive from from each other. All of us who work together and in particular with our students. Thank you. Thank you, Alberta and Juana. Anybody else have anything? And I'll go on. The next one we wanted to cover, and which is what uh, and, um, Alberta has already kind of talked on, and, and uh, Juana is the 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 figura. <laughs> like I said, I you have to bear with me here, and that's our deepest respect, our mm. deepest respect in the sense for our surroundings, for the people, for our land and for ourselves and our lives. So uh, how else can we explain that, I think? Um, The next one I believe is 
Iwunta, working together. That's really important. We need to remember that we're here for the students. We're here for the people of the nation. Um, I think that that kind of, uh, that's strong with me. Uh, I remember being very young and working uh, or being on council within my district from my community as a representative. And this issue came up where the college was wanting to find a home and they found a home within our district. And we worked with the board members to try to get something together. And so it became a real big task and working together is what brought it all together. And it's very, uh, it, it's something we wanna do is make sure that our college is successful for our people, for our youngsters. Uh, I was very impressed by one of our students a few years ago who came, who, um, was given uh, some kind of uh, an award and she um, she talked about how uh, it took her all around the world she felt like to get her a, a she was a good student here at in cells and she decided she didn't want to come to TOCC. She felt that she was ready for the U of A and she went there and she ended up with culture shock and she ended up doing all kinds of other things and ended up leaving. Uh, she could not make it out there. She did not realize um, how she needed to be able to have that foundation. So mm -hmm. years later, she came back here and that's what she talked about, how this place gave her that foundation, made her strong. And now I believe at this point in time, she has finished from the U of A or is at ASU, I believe. Um, but I also feel that it took that for her to understand what she needed to do. And so it's very important that we get our students to recognize exactly who they are and have that respect for themselves and that knowledge that they come from a strong people, people that can actually get out there and do things. And I'm so proud of many of you who are my co-workers who have your degrees and have come back. And I wanna thank you for that, for coming back because we're always told, go out there, learn things and come back and help your people. And that's what you've done. And I'm proud of that fact. I see it, I see it coming. And again, it's that dream being fulfilled. So with that in mind and that going, hopefully we'll all be able to get it together because we need our instructors. 
We need our adjunct people that come from all around the world to bring your, your, your wares with us and show us and teach us what's out there. So that when we get ready to go out there, a little bit of something, we're all in this together. So thank you. And um, we'll go ahead and if anybody else has anything else they wanna share, please feel free. I, can I just add one quick thing? Um, so for Tepic Verdida, I can never say the L and the D together. It's hard for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> our deepest respect, it's not just for ourselves. I mean, we're important, but I mean, our environment is part of that. So I just want to point that out. It's not just, it's for everything around us, not just, not just people. We're cool, but we're not the only things out there. So I just want to point that the out. The animals. You know, the, the, the animals, many of those animals feed us, you know, and, and some people don't, don't realize that, you know, that people still eat rabbits, people still eat deer, you know, and javelina and whatever. <laughs> so it's, it's important, very important. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Liz. Anyone else? Mm -hmm. Sapo, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I'm going to go ahead and give it back to. <laughs> I don't have my agenda in front of me because I need help. Who do we go to? What's up? Uh, it's, and it's, Selma. And Selma. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, Selma. Thank there, you. there. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Pauline. Uh, what I want to to help to um, further this vision and our dream fulfilled is to revisit the mission and the vision of Thon Autumn Community College, and how how it is how it's very important to us, as you heard in some of our stories, and just sharing with you that. Um, it means more than a, a building with four walls. It means more than just chairs and tables. It means more than positions and titles. It means that we have gained the, the status as an accredited land-grant university. I mean, a community college with ties to the university and that it is our mission to enhance our unique Don Altham Himadak because it is something of who we are. And Himadat comes from the word that, um, from within, who are you as part of the earth? Who are you as autumn? And how that plays out throughout history and how it plays out today is that we can identify as being autumn. Whether we speak the language or not, we have a history with our Himadat, our people. And then the mission is to capture that in, in, by strengthening individuals, families, and communities through holistic quality higher education services. And these quality higher education services is directly related to what we all do. Because it's not just about a faculty member teaching. It's not just about an adjunct. It's about all of us working together as our core in how we help each other. I have the wound that we're going to help each other to fulfill this mission 
collectively. We're on this journey together. Even though way back in the day in the 60s and the 70s, as um, Juan has shared, that the leaders of that day saw an institution where our students could go to be awesome, number one, to be educated, number two, and number three, to know and understand their himda, their way of life, where we come from. And your role and our role is to provide that opportunity, to strengthen that opportunity, is to bring it to the forefront through providing those higher educational services to our community. That goes along with anybody else that has enrolled in our college. It's not just specific to uh, the members because we have students from all over. We would, we would like to see everyone come to the understanding that the Autumn Himadak is the core of our existence. And that we address these holistic um, higher education services through the academic life, through research opportunities and developmental skills. So when a student will come to us, however they came, our goal and our vision and our mission is to see them leave with more knowledge in their educational journey, to leave with more understanding about the Himadak, to acquire some level of language fluency, to acquire the understanding that once I am done with part of my journey at the two-year level that I can transfer to a university and I can carry those um, developmental skills. Although being more refined in two years, it is something that I've acquired as a student of Donna Autumn Community College. By strengthening our himanda through our individuals, through our families and our communities through holistic quality higher education services. So then that brings us to the vision. We want to become, and we have already started in this journey as Paul alluded to earlier as a tribal college. And as Camillus has stated that we are unique in that we can offer the higher education, not just as a course in Autumn history and language, but as the essence of who we are as Donna Autumn, as Donna Autumn, Kukur Hamashkimakut. And Kukur HaMashkamakut is, Kukur has, means old people or, or person. Mashkamakut is um, schooling or where they go, where the old people go to go to school. And once a, a young person then becomes an adult, then they go to Kukur HaMashkamakut, which doesn't mean that they're an old person. It means that they're matured enough that they're no longer children. And they can be referred to as Kukur, an older person. So in our vision, we want to be able to be that higher education institution. We want to be able to compete in the global society, in the state, in the national society. We want our students and our members to be productive citizens for their families, for the nation, as future um, faculty for the college, as future administrators for the college, as future teachers in our local schools, our future counselors. That is what we're trying to um, provide in our mission and our vision to see come to fruition. Every year that we graduate a student or students 
we want them to leave with that understanding of the mission that we want to help them achieve that mission. We want to show them that vision that they're more than capable of learning at a high level. As I shared earlier, I didn't speak any English growing up, but I managed to learn somehow. There was no programs at the time I was in public school, but I learned and I was successful because my parents expected me to be successful and they helped me. That's where the Iwuntaka came in that my parents told me, don't ever forget your language and culture because you're gonna to need to know who you are when you get older. But we want you to go to school. Know what they know in other schools at the, at the university level. But don't ever forget that you're autumn. So that is the kind of mission and vision that we have embarked on in providing this community college as the central point of our students to begin to attend at a young age, no matter what age, and then continue. Because even some of our courses over the years have had elderly people in them because they still have that desire to learn. And our mission and our vision encompasses all of those aspects. Not just focus on one group or one level, age level of student, but it encompasses all of them. Some students take more than two years to complete a degree. And we understand that, but what are we doing at this point to continue to help them with the quality higher education services and those research opportunities and those programs that address the academic life and developmental skills of our students. So for the purposes of today's session, it was then just to revisit those things from the perspective of the Himanuk Committee, but also as a welcome to you as part of the institution and that that's what we wanna partner with, with you, the students, the employees, the administration, the community members, as Pauline addressed earlier, that the community is watching us and they're hearing about us. We want to shine. We want to provide that service to them. We wanna let them know that we value what the elders have established for us and that we're carrying that on through the Thonautham Community College mission and vision. I wanna take a look here at the, um, the college seal over on the left. It's good. It's good. Mm -hmm. And what we have here is Don Altham Community College. And I'll go with the, the first space on the left that shows Baba Kivri Mountain. If, if you're local and you know Tucson and Sel somewhat, you go from Sells and you go south. But it's, dust, it's, it's the mountain with the peak. And if you're coming from Tucson, it looks like it's next to or behind Kip Peak. That is the Baba Kivri Peak, which in autumn is Waurgiwak. And for the autumn, we consider that as um, the center part of who we are and where we come from. It's the sacred mountain of the autumn. And according to the autumn belief, it is the birthplace in the beginning of the Thana Autumn people is Baba Kivri Peak. So that is central to our culture and our origins. I've also referred to, I've also heard it as referred to as the center of the universe. And that is Baba Kivri Peak. As we go to the right of that picture in the next um, quarter section is the um, depiction of the autumn in a natural environment. 
in the natural environment of our sawaros, our two individuals, the woman and the man. And what it shows here is the hashan, which is the saguaro. And the saguaro um, only grow in southern Arizona. And I was also taught growing up that the hashan um, is autumn that have already passed on and they come back as a saguaro. Because as, as children, as kids, you know how kids can be, and I know how we were, we used to throw rocks at the quail or the birds or the, the bun, the coyote, and then we'd also throw them at the hashan, the saguaro. And my grandma, Sophie, but she got really mad at us. She came up, she came out with swinging at us with whatever she could find. And she scolded us and told us that we shouldn't be doing that because that's our elders. So part of how I learned the value of the environment as Pauline and Liz alluded to was through the stories of my grandparents and how we value the environment. The, the, um, the vessel that the Anta woman is holding is called the Aura, which was historically used to store grain in the wintertime, but also in the summertime, it was used to, to, to put water in and to have that as part of what you need to sustain life in the desert, you always have to have a water source. So that is depicted in there. And the man that's depicted in there, he's also holding a gourd, which is also part of um, what is used in the ceremony. And also um, for, for him, the gourd was a symbol and it's a symbol for autumn of a musical instrument. And it signifies the spiritual and the artistic aspect of the autumn because we are uh, very musical and artistic. And that's not to, to promote any kind of stereotype, but it is something that has existed in our culture since the beginning of time, is the music aspect and the artistic aspect of it. And it's not something like you, you read in a book and, and it says uh, all Native Americans are artistic and musical. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm referring to is in the autumn culture, we have a history of being artistic and musical. Our women sang, we danced in ceremonies, the autumn played instruments, all without formal education but it's part of their hymn, part of their language and culture in growing up as being autumn. As we continue to the bottom left, you'll see a computer. And that computer that you see signifies the advancement of technology and how that we also is, as autumn, we live in this the same day and age as everybody else as far as technology goes. And it's the depiction of the educational process through the use of technology. So we are also reliant on technology in our education and becoming knowledgeable how to use Zoom, how, how to maintain <laughs> the online presence so that we can capture the classroom, the communication with students, and the instructor with the students and student to students and in our daily work, it really has changed. And it, the pandemic has forced us all to go in that direction, whether we want it to or not. So that is clearly a picture that the elder people knew 
that this is something that we were going to have to be able to do in our future. And, and here we are today. For the, the bottom right, it signifies a student's journey that shows the progress through education and the students who are prepared to continue the learning process at higher institutions. So our goal, our vision and the mission is to produce that kind of a student who once they finish down at the community college, their journey is just a continuance and that they're qualified to go on to university study as far as they want to go. That is the essence of what we're talking about in our mission and vision. And as you notice, it's in quarters because each one represents the four directions, east, west, north, and south. Their circle around those pictures is representative of the circle of life. The individuals that you see around that circle, they're joined by holding hands. And that signifies the interrelationship and the interdependence that people have on one another. They need that interdependence with each other. Within our culture, that's a big part of how we operate is through assisting each other, being with each other, recognizing family, recognizing kingship, and teaching our children to recognize that. So it's always that interdependence and that um, relationship as it has with one person, with another, with one family, with another family. The most, um, at the bottom, when you see all, all of the feathers, that represents all of the districts that are here on the Tana Atam Nation. And each one of those feathers, eagle feathers, represents one of the districts. The Tana Atam Nation is roughly the size of Connecticut land-wise, not in the shape, but land-wise, acre-wise. But each one of um, the sections is called a district and their feathers represent all of those districts here on the Tana Autumn Nation. And our students come from all of those different areas, some more than others. And now that we have people from all over the world, then this is just depicting how, how the community college was established, the four areas, the four cardinal directions, while Gerda, the center of our universe, the cultural aspect of it, the technology base of it, and then preparedness of our students to be ready to go on to university study once they finish their program here at Donna Autumn Community College. The joining of hands, which in Autumn we do the round dance, which is what we do is we, we, we go around and we celebrate. And then they're singing and then they're dancing. So all of these elements play an important role in, in our mission and vision. And I certainly hope that um, you have learned from our um, presentation this evening about some of the aspects of the Donatham Community College and the resources that we have available. And certainly any chats that uh, questions that you have, we've asked you to put them in the chat so that we can answer those questions for you at any, any part of the presentation that we've provided today. Because there's always gonna be a lot of questions and I know from being an instructor for many years is there's people always hesitate to ask questions and then when the session is over, then you wanna ask a question. But now we, we, we provided um, time for you to ask any question that any one of us 
can answer or any other thing that any of you have to share with us as the him and the committee and how we can help you. So for, the, for, for that part and the mission and vision is we wanna be the quality higher education services for the Donatham people. And our vision is that we want to be able to enhance and have our students ready and be that center of higher education for them to participate in the local, state, national, and global communities. And our seal, our college seal, will show all of those elements. And you can find that on our website when you go to about, and it'll, it'll bring up the page of the college seal. So that concludes my presentation on the mission and vision at this time. And um, we wanna open it up for any questions or comments that you may have as faculty or as a visitor or as an employee of the college at this time. Feel free to raise your hand or just speak out and um, speak freely. Francis, do you have any questions to read from the chat that have been placed in there? I didn't see any questions posted in the chat. Would someone like to add to the discussion that we've had for this presentation? One thing that um, also happens, and I think Pauline kind of alluded to it too, is that um, we get a lot of students who come to the college to learn more also. So it's important for us to be really grounded in the hymn doc, doc because some of those students are trying to, you know, find their culture again, or, you know, it's been taken away from them for one reason or another, or they just didn't grow up in it. So it's, it's really nice for some of the students. We've had people come into the library like, oh, I want to, you know, I want a book or something to get me in touch because I had to move away to California, you know, part of relocation. And they're just grateful for anything we can give them in terms of information. So I know that there are students I've seen, you know, when we're in person, we talk to students in the library, they talk about how it was nice for them to be at the campus because they felt I don't know how to say it, and they didn't feel so disconnected. I think that's, you know, I think that's a good way to say it. I don't, and you know, they they kind of like they came home in a weird sense, and it's helped me. I mean, I, I grew up with a lot of things, but I wasn't completely. I mean, I was immersed, but I wasn't at the same time. Like I had the whole getting swat for speaking autumn and the whole deal, but. I guess they beat that out of me faster than other people had it. <laughs> but um, that, I mean, it's just the college is a nice place for not just people who live on the nation, but per, for people who haven't um, grown up on the nation. Because my family, we're non-district. We're originally from the other side. And um, we, you know, we, we had our own things too. But um, even though we're members of the nation, we're a little bit, we're different. And I mean, that's the neat, neat thing about them is that we are all different. You can't just like clump us together because depending on where you're from, 
oh, they're different over there. They see this or they do this or like for like, I was in Dwayne's class last week or two weeks ago and he's like, oh, she talks too fast. And I was like, you just talk slow. And so, you know, just things like that, but we acknowledge it and it's not like anything bad, but I mean, you can't just look at, oh, they're all them. So they're all going to do that. And that's like, you can't do that because we're all so, we're so diverse within our own, you know, umbrella of Thana them. So that's one thing I would say. I also wanted to mention that um, part of what Juana mentioned at the beginning is, uh, and she said this at, at our other meetings, we want to know who the faculty is from or where the faculty is from and who they are, because all of you have a culture. And mm -hmm. I know when I was presenting at the University of Arizona years ago, there was this um, young man that said, you know, I don't have a culture. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I'm, I'm just me. I just grow up here. And then I asked him and the rest of the class, well, where did your family come from? And the question was, I don't know. I really don't know. And so I asked the class to go back and ask your grandparents, where are they from and where are they from? And in the following session that I had with them, they were, they were so enlightened that they found out their parents were from Ireland or Spain or England. And so they got really interested in that particular culture, even though they didn't self-identify with that particular culture because they didn't grow up in that culture. They grew up in mainstream society. So I think it's important to realize that we do all have a culture. It's just finding out. And that that is part of our goal here at Thonautham Community College mm -hmm. in incorporating him and that is finding out where our students are from, where they come from. Where have you come from as a faculty member? Where, where are your roots? And where did you come from? And how does that impact you as a person? So I just wanted to add that as well. Mm -hmm. I wanted to add something. Um, I'm Marcia Valadez with the social work program here. And um, talking about the MDOG and the values and what they mean and having students being able to also apply them to themselves has really opened a door for a lot of conversations. Um, within all the social work courses I teach, I believe there's about 12 to 14 tribes represented. So when they do reflections, whether we're talking about client empowerment or compassion or uh, we were talking about cultural diversity and identity. Um, I put key questions in uh, their reflections so they're able to feel comfortable talking about uh, values and influences that they've had. But the MDOG opens the door for the students to have those conversations and um, it makes students more comfortable talking about themselves and how their traditional values uh, fit in. So it's, it's been really wonderful. And every semester I'm trying to find a new way to, to do that with my students. So thank you very much for this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
couple of weeks ago, I was traveling to Casa Grande. So I'm coming from south. I go through south and then I get um, better route 15, I believe. And I got there and it's not my most favorite place to go through since it was put up. So I pull up like I normally do, roll my window, have my mask on. And there was this gentleman there. He has this big old smile on his face. And he says to me when I roll my window down, Shape Masma. And it really took me by surprise because he said it very well. And number two, I've never heard any agent speak on them in all the times I come and go from the reservation from when that was first put up to, to now. And when he said that, I, I genuinely felt like he meant it. And it, it made me feel good in the sense that he took the time to ask somebody how to say, how are you? Or it, it means, how are you doing? And he practiced that. And it was, I don't, I doubt very seriously, it was part of his job description that he has to be able to speak basic of them, but he learned it on his own. And that's also part of our message here today is that we want to encourage you to begin to learn the language and the culture of the Autumn people, because it is something that you can acquire while you're employed here with Don Autumn Community College. And we want to help you to do that. So I just wanted to share that. Thank you. You know, going along that line, as Anselmo just explained, I think it really helps autumn when they hear someone else say a couple of words or a greeting or whatever in their in the language, because again, in the past, education has been to eradicate your your language your culture, and you become a member of the general society be like everyone else. Don't worry about who you are or what language you can speak. So this really does something to, to especially the young, young autumn, younger autumn, who really don't, may not speak the language or may do so, but hesitate to do it in public. So again, it's just going back to the Shafran, our core, basically who we are and that we do have a language and that other people do respect that language enough to perhaps say a few words, then uh, that, that really does something to many of our, uh, the young, young people. So, well, to all of us for that matter. So again, uh, that is so, so important is that, you know, we, we kind of learn from each other, share with each other, make the effort to be interested in, first of all, of course, again, who you are, and then you would be that better off in knowing more about your students, perhaps, or about people that you work with and their, their desires of why they are there. Because we're all there for a purpose. And we all need to know enough about each other to work together. 
to help each other. So again, that students can see how well we work together. So again, uh, any other comments, any other questions or statements or complaints? I'd just like to add that I really liked you talking about the school seal because I've never heard it described in detail the way you did. So I thought that that was a really good part of this presentation. And maybe that would be something that we could add um, to the website too, just a little short description of the seal because uh, the way you described it, you know, really kind of reinforced the, the values and the ideas of the school. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Linda. It just um, really provides a visual to our mission and vision when you're able to put it all together, then it makes sense versus just being, you know, a college logo that, that it has meaning. And that's the whole essence of Autumn Him and that what we talk about has, has a history. Although be in the past, it's a living history because we don't want to let our history disappear. We don't want our language to disappear. But we also need uh, all the people that are educated who can carry on the work that we're doing here at the community college with the supporting of the faculty, the adjuncts and the individuals that work here. Because it is something, it is, it is a challenge. So when you come from an institution where you're taught to learn one way and then you come here and you're asked to kind of reverse that. It, it does a number mentally on you. Well, how am I going to do that? And, and without offending anybody, which is always the first thing that comes about. So that is the purpose in providing these kind of discussions or sessions with the faculty so we can further help um, provide that clarity to how that actually might work mm -hmm. for you. And it, it is a work in progress. We don't always get it on the first try. And it's something that I think, um, as you alluded to, explaining just that one element of the symbol of our shield, so to speak, gave you another understanding of what the deeper meaning it is to be out them and going to school here mm -hmm. at Don Altham Community College. So I thank you for those mm -hmm. comments. Hello, everybody. Can you hear me? Hi. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm Dwayne Pierce from Iwak Jikshan, and uh, I teach Tohono O'odham history and culture. And I just want to say that, uh, add that for the students I have, I do, like all of us in the Tohono O'odham Studies program, we have an EMIC um, project that we do. And <clears throat> I have always gotten the best uh, uh, feedback from the students from that, that one presentation. I have uh, Andrea come by and do a little presentation to get the ball rolling, but this forces, uh, especially the autumn, because we're focusing on the autumn students, or not focusing, but uh, wanting them to look more deeper into autumn him that so 
because now we have like for my classes, maybe only a quarter of them are all of them. The rest are from all over the place. But uh, <clears throat> before, when it was mostly all of them, they really get into it. You know, they find out uh, information on their families that they didn't even know before, uh, who they're related to. And then sometimes one time, two people in the same class had the same grandma and they didn't know it. <laughs> so they were, they were related, but they didn't find that out until they were in the class and did the project. So it's just important, I think, which is why I wanted to come to TOCC to help uh, after I graduated U of A is to help all of them find what it means to be all of them. You know, it's, it's just something that's important. Your papa used to stress that all the time. Just remember where you're from, you know, look at the mountains. Well, the mountains over here, like everybody points to their mountain, Pauline and, uh, and Selmo, we all have our mountains. So it's just the way we are. And I, I just wanted to point that out that is really helpful to the students, all of them and non all of them to know where they come from. And that's what part of our job is to do to help them find that. Mm -hmm. like, all right, this is Camilla. Um, I just wanted to make mention either my mark about him and all that stuff that I think that on the answer for people that are new to the to the college and new to any kind of culture that um, especially here autumn you you uh, when you say when you learn something from an autumn person, uh, you have to be careful because sometimes it's that person's family that has that um, tradition or, or culture, that, that part that they, the way they do it. I think the mistake that people make is that when you hear some somebody tell you, this is what autumn or this is how I do it, or this is how we do it, they assume that every other autumn does it that same way. And yet, autumn is so diverse. We have many different dialects. Uh, we're talking about Don Autumn here, this reservation. But um, again, there are other autumn around in Mexico. There's the Hayachit Autumn. There are people in Salt River and Akchin that, that have uh, got their status as a, as a reservation in Gila River. But they're all autumn. And we follow the same, um, kind of like the same basic. Uh, the family tree, the emic that uh, Dwayne mentioned is is in all of those. You know, they don't they don't call their grandfather's their father's father anything other than wask or it's a derivative of that, or who or nyatata or nyahakit. They use the same thing, the same family system, and the clanship as well, which has been lost. Um, there are only a few people that know their clanship, and um, with that. Uh, when you look in the books, you study that, you'll see that in Hill River and Salt River, and they use the same thing in, in Mexico too. I've introduced, uh, been introduced to people over there and they'll tell me, you know, the Mom or the Niguao or something, which is the clanship name. So again, they, they use the same system, have the same kind of musical instruments, the same spirituality as far as curing and medicine people. 
uh, the same uh, ceremonies that we had all around until the until the Europeans came and then it started to dwindle. So, but again, each community, uh, if they did a deer dance, they would do it different than from the next community. So I'm just wanting to let you know that when you when you talk about autumn Himadak, is that that's one way, but there's a variety of ways because just as much as our dialects. They come saga. Along with um, what Camilla talked about um, is that, you know, on the hymn, that committee, when we came up with uh, a definition for autumn hymn duck, and you have the document there uh, about, you know, the autumn hymn duck. Um, we always said that this is the definition that we have as a college mm -hmm. and that we're not speaking for the Thong Autumn Nation uh, because there are different um, ways that Autumn look at, you know, their, what Himdak means to them. And this is what we came up with as a Himdak committee uh, way back when we, we were talking about elements of Autumn Himdak and that this is what, how we view it. And so we're not trying to talk for the whole autumn nation, we're just talking about on autumn community college, and this is how we see it, and this is what we, um, how we explain it to you know the students and to faculty staff, whoever you know comes to the college. So you you'll you know different, you'll hear different um, definitions of autumn hymn, but this here is what we. What we decided uh, how to explain it. Any other comments, um, additions, clarifications? I think we have about uh, 15 minutes of, of the session. So, um, so the next, this was the first session. We have day two on Thursday evening. And with that, we will, as you have seen the agendas, that we will go a little bit more into um, subject matter area, hopefully, or in uh, the best way that we all can together that we will have um, resources uh, that could be available or are available for all of us, not only at the college, but elsewhere on how we can um, help our students, help ourselves first of all, and help our students be better instructors, be better staff people, be better helpers here at the, at the the community, the Community College. So we will have that presentation on Thursday evening, but today was really just to try to give a little bit of 
additional background, additional information on why the college was built. It is built for a specific purpose. So, uh, so uh, I, I, I don't know if there's anyone else that has any other comments uh, before we have the uh, closing remarks. Any other committee member or for that matter, any of the people that have been on this with us during this time? Um, I just wanted to say that I really appreciate the, all the individuals that helped put this together and especially to the faculty for being with us and teaching mm -hmm. the students here at the Onaltham Community College that you are valued and we mm -hmm. appreciate you. Even though we may not see you on a daily basis, we know you're out there. So mm -hmm. I think that that is something that we all want to express to you as faculty from the hymn of the committee that we appreciate your being with us here on the Donatham Nation and teaching the students who attend here of all nationalities. But we, we do want to thank you very much for your service to our communities. Thank you. Well said, Anselmo. Thank you so much. We do, yes, we do appreciate you. And um, because we could not do this without you being here with faculty being able to stay uh, here and uh, do, do the best job that you can for our students, for the people of this nation who have put so much effort into building the college and having you be a part of the college. So yes, thank you um, to the Hymnback Committee and as well as all of you. Okay, now I'm gonna call in um, Dr. Peterson to do our closing remarks for today's session. Hi everybody and uh, good evening. Um, first of all, I wanna thank the HIMDOG committee and everyone who put some effort into these presentations. They're, they're really important because they ground us in the unique um, the unique college that we have the privilege to teach at. And uh, I appreciate the faculty who have shown up this evening and other staff who came to take the time out of their evening to um, listen and to understand more about uh, the uniqueness of our college. And, and I think um, it's always hard to follow uh, up after hearing uh, from the HIMDOG committee and everybody on it because they always have such inspirational things to say. So I feel it's my job just to kind of put you all to sleep and get you restful for your evening with my closing remarks. So I just want to uh, provide some emphasis on Ta-Nehisi Community College is established to provide uh, college students specifically within our communities and our tribal communities with a place they can build identity, a place they can build a sense of who they are and where they're from. And, mm -hmm. you know, 
in the early 2000s and in, in the research on things like identity and stuff and, and issues like that, we found that individuals with a strong cultural identity, social identity and community identity do far better, not only in academics, but in life itself. Um, even in lately, uh, we've been, we've shown that when in the therapy session, when you focus part of your therapy on a person's identity, who they are, their culture, their place, their social setting and, and how they identify with that, we increase the efficacy of treatment for things like depression and anxiety and PTSD. And I just wanna just mention just a little bit of data that we've collected here at TOCC in regards to what happens when a student has a strong sense of identity and an identity that, that we've measured include community identity, feeling like their community supports them and they can support their community and they have a sense and a knowledge of where they come from and their cultural identity, which is knowing where you are in this world and the place you belong and how you give back to that. And uh, I go back to research that we did with some students in 2017, along with an AHAC grant where we went and we asked students about their identity. And then we asked them about factors that influence their inability to come to school, um, risk factors, those types of things. And the student, this was a student led research project, but what they found is, is that identity uh, mediates the relation between risk factors of not being successful with school and success at school here at TOCC. Meaning the stronger a student is able to identify with their community, with their culture to themselves, the risk factors tend not to affect them as much, even though they still have them, although they still exist, students are a lot more successful. And then I think about ongoing things that I've done in the classroom where we've measured students' cultural identity and, and things, and there's a direct association between identity and grades. And I think this was highlighted in our fall 2020 uh, general education assessment where uh, we assessed writing, uh, the critical thinkings of writing, the structure of writing, and, but then these writings were based upon, uh, partly based upon a student's um, understanding of their personal understanding of the Tashan Shan. And then we had a bunch of raters who rated, you know, these different levels and, and, and the objective areas of the structures of a paper and stuff. And what we found from that is the more a student could self-identify basically with the Tashan Shan and provide it meaning for them and define it for them, the higher their score was on all of our writing and our composition matrix that were measured. There was a direct association, uh, you know, the, the correlation was 0.78, which is very high. And I wanna take this back to the faculty and, and and, and making sure that 
when you focus and you provide students with the ability to focus on their identity and how it relates to the work they're doing in the classroom, um, risk factors tend to be not such a big deal. They figure it out. Uh, their ability to open up the cognitions in their brain, the dopamine releases in their brain, which helps them think better, wider, stronger, their cognitive abilities increase. And our college, how it's structured, provides that base for us to be able to do that in our classroom. And so I think that's kind of how I want to bore you for this evening and just saying, you know, identity is just as important as understanding the structure of a mathematic equation or a structure of a sentence, because we better understand those things when we can tie it back to who we are. Mm -hmm. And so I would conclude with those words again. Thank you everybody for, for the work that's been into this and, and, and uh, thank you all for attending. And I look forward to seeing everybody here on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Curtis. Everyone have a good evening. We will see you on Thursday. Thursday evening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Come on, yay. Come on, yay. Come on, yay.